2: Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first
3: and here's your host, GOP Josh.
4: I think we have three objectives this Congress. Three fundamental things we have to get done in the 118th Congress. First, pass the bills that fix the problems. In two years' time, we have went, we, we have a border that is no longer a border. We have a military that can't meet its recruitment goals. We have bad energy policy, bad education policy, record spending, record inflation, record debt, and a government that has been weaponized against we the people, against the very people we represent. So we, we need to pass legislation to address all that. And I hope my Democrat colleagues will join me. I really do. But I have my doubts. And if they don't, and if Chuck Schumer says, no, we're not gonna take up that legislation that we pass, and if Joe Biden won't sign it, so be it. They'll have to, they'll have to answer to the people in 2024. Second, second, we can never ever let a bill like the one that passed 12 days ago, $1.7 trillion spent, we can never ever let that kind of legislation pass again. We have to to pass a budget that makes sense, that's good common sense, then do the 12 appropriation bills that that recognize it's the people's money, not ours, and send it to the Senate and then stand firm on that legislation. And again, if they won't take it up and Joe Biden won't sign it, we can stand firm on a CR or something. We can have that fight, but we are not going to have what took place a week and a half ago ever happen again. And then finally, third, and this is important. We got to do the oversight, the
5: do House the investigations. In
4: we have to do the oversight and the investigations that need to be done. This idea that bureaucrats who never put their name on a ballot but think they run the country, who have assaulted our constituents' First Amendment liberties, they need to be
0: held accountable. That has to happen. We need to do it. This is a video, a clip. From the House of Representatives yesterday, where they were voting on the Speaker of the House and who will be the new Speaker. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. Thank you all for being here for our regularly scheduled Wednesday program. If anything happens during the House uh, event and, and process today during the Speaker vote, it will not be covered on today's program. This is pre-recorded, coming out at 7 p.m. tonight or 8 p.m. tonight, so that is... What is going on? Thank you all for being here an honor and honor a privilege as always. Yesterday, and if we have breaking news, we'll we'll jump in. I just got a notification. I'm I'm live on Twitter Spaces, so I can't actually see it. But I got a notification from Fox News about how um Matt Gates had has responded to Trump calling for McCarthy. A lot going on right now, so we'll hop into that. Thank you for being here. I'm going to play some clips today. That was Jim Jordan's speech in support of Mike McCarr, or not Mike, uh, Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House. I want to play a clip now of Matt Gates's speech in support of Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House who doesn't want the job.
6: Well, sometimes we have to do jobs that we don't really want to do. And sometimes we have to do jobs that we are called to do. And so, my colleagues, I rise to nominate the most talented, hardest-working member of the Republican Conference who just gave a speech with more vision than we have ever heard from the alternative. I'm nominating Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is humble, perhaps today humble to a fault, Maybe the right person for the job of Speaker of the House isn't someone who wants it so bad. Maybe the right person for the job of Speaker of the House isn't someone who has sold shares of themselves for more than a decade to get it. Jim Jordan is the right person for Speaker of the House because he is not beholden to the lobbyists and special interests who have corrupted this place and corrupted this nation under the leadership of both Republicans and Democrats. Maybe Jim Jordan would be the right person for Speaker of the House because he wouldn't fight us when we try to get a term limits bill on the floor. Maybe Jim Jordan would be the right person because he wouldn't fight us when we try to put a balanced budget on the floor and vote for it. And maybe Jim Jordan is the right person because he would endorse the plan that was built by the Texas delegation to finally secure our border. Mr. Jordan said in his nomination that there are certain bills that we have to pass to fix the problem. The challenge is, the alternative has been someone voting for the very bills that have caused these problems. Mr. Jordan says that we cannot accept legislation like the omnibus and I fully agree and if Jim Jordan were Speaker of the House, if he were the leader of the Republican team, we wouldn't have that circumstance choking the economy of our country, increasing inflation and diminishing the prospects of a better life for our fellow Americans. And finally, Mr. Jordan said we must engage in rigorous oversight. Every one of my Republican colleagues knows that the person who can lead that oversight effort who works on it every day who has the skill and the talent and the will is jim jordan i'm nominating him and i'm voting for him that was
0: matt gates with the house freedom caucus nominating the vice chair of that caucus and the founder jim jordan for speaker of the house obviously jim jordan nominated kevin mccarthy a lot going on let's get some calls in here through our twitter spaces Jay eagle has requested a call make sure you keep it pg Uh, Jay eagle how are you today sir welcome to the show He's connecting. All right, we'll we'll get with him in just a minute here on the program. Whenever you're ready, Jay Eagle, you have the floor, sir. All right, we'll come back to him. But we have news with Kevin McCarthy, obviously. He is going up for another vote again today. What we hear now is he's not going to drop out. Trump has said that he is going to support and does support Kevin McCarthy on Truth Social. I want to bring up that Truth Social post as we can because I want to mention it uh, and what he said there. He said uh, in our statement, some really good conversations took place last night and now it's time for all of our great Republican House members to vote for Kevin, close the deal, take the victory and watch crazy Nancy Pelosi fly back home to a very broken California, the only speaker in U.S. history to have lost the House twice. Republicans do not turn a great triumph into a great, a giant and embarrassing defeat It's time to celebrate. You deserve it. Kevin McCarthy would do a good job, maybe even a great job. Just watch. Obviously, I disagree with the president. I disagree saying we should take the victory we have with Kevin McCarthy. Because Kevin McCarthy isn't a victory. He has pledged loyalty to Ukraine. He has flown a Ukrainian flag in our capital. Everything like that. He he has done that time and time again. He has worn a a pocket handkerchief that looked like the Ukraine flag with a Ukraine lapel pin. No American colors on him anywhere. He has not pledged his loyalty to this country. He has pledged his loyalty to Ukraine and to the establishment. It's, It's a shame, honestly. I believe we had a lot of potential going into this vote yesterday to make change. But stubborn Kevin McCarthy and people like around him that are stubborn to only vote for him. That's where we have a shame. That, that, that's where I'm ashamed. Uh, first on Fox, Representative Matt Gates, the Florida Republican congressman-elect who rose to prominence under former President Trump's wing, went rogue after the former president endorsed GOP leader Kevin McCarthy for California House Speaker. Gates told Fox News Digital that Trump's endorsement of McCarthy for Speaker has not changed the congressman's view on the former president or GOP leader, nor has swayed his vote. Sad, he said in a Wednesday statement, this changes neither my view of McCarthy nor my Trump nor my vote. Gates has led the House Freedom Caucus charge against the GOP leaders' opposition. Um, so he he's he's the leader of this opposition, obviously. Gates is, and he is still not backing down, still not voting for Kevin McCarthy. What are your thoughts? GOPjosh.com. This is the Conservative Crusader five seven four six seven five sixty seven forty seven.
3: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader.
0: Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader on the line. We have a caller through our Twitter space phone line. Jay Eagle, welcome uh, to the show.
1: Hi, my name is Jonathan. I'm from Ohio. Um, yeah, so I guess just what, what you outlined about uh, Trump and his true social, I, I'm pretty disappointed on that because it, it seems like every, every time the uh, we have some momentum. Uh, that Trump endorses the establishment person instead of, instead of the in, in, instead, instead of change. You know, he, he did it with McConnell. He did it with Romney. He did it with Lindsey Graham. I I I, I started out supporting him, but you know, as, as time goes on, it just seems like he's as much a part of the swamp as everybody else.
0: I agree with you there. I'm still Trump 2024 all the way right now, but he is too bought into the wrong advisors. His advisors are wrong. His advisors have the wrong side. His advisors are are just bought into the swamp, just like he was. If he went back to the 2016-2015 campaign advisors, he would most definitely do better this campaign cycle and also not endorse people like Kevin McCarthy. What are your thoughts there?
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, I, I'm curious. Do you do you think that his endorsement is is going to uh, kill any momentum we have, or do you think that that we can still uh, we can still uh, keep the momentum we had in these three votes going forward?
0: I don't think it's going to kill any momentum. I think people on the ground of the eighteen, nineteen, twenty that said they're not going to vote for Kevin McCarthy are not going to vote for Kevin McCarthy. We might lose one or two. We might lose Bobert because I think she's looking for that VP position in some way, shape, or form. But other than that, we're going to keep growing momentum. Kevin McCarthy still doesn't have the votes. They still don't have. He still doesn't have a possibility to become speaker. We're not going to lose 15 people on our side. We're not going to lose actually 17 people on our side to guarantee his speakership.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hope you're right. I'm. I'm. I'm definitely uh, behind behind the Freedom Caucus efforts to get somebody else in there.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you very much for calling in. Thank you. All right. Let's go to this clip here. On the show, I want to play this speech that uh, Chip Roy put in place as well. He was speaking in nomination of Jim Jordan the second time because he was nominated for two votes. Andy Biggs was nominated for the first vote. Uh, Paul Gosar did that speech. It was very short. A four-minute speech from Chip Roy regarding his uh, nomination of uh, Jim Jordan. Let's play that clip. If we can get audio on that clip.
7: Are we getting audio? Here we go.
0: I figured out why. Let's, Let's... Let's do it this way, folks. Let's, let's, let's
7: do the board right. Like when we're actually de- so this is what the chamber looks like when we're actually debating and the bodies are in the chairs. How many times have we been down here giving speeches and there's not a soul in the chamber? Yet this is what it takes to get 440, 435 people in the chamber and have an actual debate. The American people are watching and that's a good thing. What we're doing is exercising our rights to vote and have a debate and have a discussion about the future of this country through the decision of choosing a speaker. This is not personal, it's not. This is about the future of the country. This is about the direction of the country. American people who are looking at this body and wondering why we can pass 1.7 trillion dollar bills that are unpaid for, they can just slide in $45 billion for Ukraine, but not pay for it. $40 billion for emergency spending and not pay for it. 10% increase in defense spending, 6% increase in non-defense spending and not pay for it. And not do a thing except put language in a bill that prohibits our ability to use the money to secure the border. That bill gets rammed through and we know exactly how it gets rammed through because the defense world and the non-defense world come together and say, you know what, we're gonna cut a deal and we'll all go to the mics and we will all going give speeches and the American people are the big losers. That's what happens. We know that's what happens. The Rules Committee sits up there and passes a bill, sends it to the floor and we have no debate on the floor of this body. We haven't been able to offer an amendment on the floor of this body since May of 2016. The former leader and I have discussed this right here. That's true. But the fact is, this place has to change. It has to change. And the change comes by either adopting rules and procedures that will make us actually do our job, or it comes from leadership. And people ask me, what do you want? I want the tools or I want the leadership to stop the swamp from running over the average American every single day. We can't keep doing this. I'm gonna sit here until we figure out how to stop spending money we don't have. I don't want any more empty promises. I don't want any more, oh, don't worry, trust us, we'll do it. I wanna know that we're gonna be able to exercise our rights as a member of this body to stand up for the American people and actually fix this country. And it's not gonna happen when we use our men and women in uniform and defense and wrap ourselves around that and then spend more money that we don't have, weakening that defense, weakening our country in the process. But that's what we just did. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am asking for us to come together and figure out how to solve these problems. And to do that, I'm gonna do what I did, my very first act as a member of Congress or as a Congressman-elect, and nominate Jim Jordan for speaker. (laughs) Now, Jim has said he doesn't want that nomination, and Jim has been down here nominating Kevin, and I respect that. And again, I have no personal animus towards Kevin. And I've worked for the last two months to try to figure out how to get the rules to make this place better, and we've made progress. But we do not have the tools or the leadership yet to stop the swamp for rolling over the American people. Jim has been doing it. He has a track record of doing it. And for those reasons, I am nominating Jim Jordan from Ohio for Speaker of the House of Representatives.
0: That is from Chip Roy from Texas's 21st District, a great congressman. I'm proud to say he is a congressman of our country. I'd like to say that uh, Jim Jordan had the best speech on the floor of the House yesterday. I think that speech was a lot better. This is the speech before the vote that made us actually grow in numbers from 19 to 20 with Byron Donaldson, who I'll play a clip of later on the program, actually flipping sides and joining the Independence and the the Freedom Caucus in their support of um, Jim Jordan. I want to play a clip here from Marcy Kaptur. She's a Democrat from Port Clinton, Ohio, ran against Jared Majewski. I have not vetted this clip yet, but it's supposed to be a, a decent just kind of explanation of what she thinks is going on, saying she's open to voting for McCarthy. Let's play the clip.
7: Is there any type of Republican consent? This is
0: from Spectrum News. Uh, Taylor Popularis. Popularis, if I can pronounce his name right.
7: This candidate who would get your support if this drags on today, tomorrow, if a Fred Upton, for instance, was brought up is or are you just saying I'm with Hakeem Jeffries and that's all?
5: Well, I think a whole lot of um, some of the individuals who could possibly come uh, and uh, become speaker, but I think we have plenty of talent on both sides of the aisle here now, and it's only a few that are holding out. Maybe what we need to do is look to some kind of an arrangement that embraces people from both sides of the aisle and create a big middle because we can't be ruled by fringes. That's not in America's interest. And the people are telling us that. They are telling us every time you go out to a meeting, Marcy, bring the country together, unify the country, and then you see this display today. It reaffirms their feeling that things aren't going right here. So um, right now, coming out of the pandemic, America needs healing. Uh, We need it in our schools. We need it in our communities. We need it among families. Uh, the pandemic was not easy, and many people are hospitalized right now, right? Families have stress related to health care. So it's a time for the Congress to be grown ups and to do our work and not to create all this unnecessary chaos and confusion here. So um, I think that um, I was thinking today, gosh, Kevin McCarthy was only short a few votes. Uh, I wish I could be part of some kind of a a unity caucus that would yield him the votes because the Republicans hold the majority and maybe put us in a special category. I was going around talking to some of my Republican colleagues about that. I said, what would we call that, Uh, where we would lend our votes to Kevin McCarthy? I'm a Democrat, but I have many Republicans in our district. uh, You have many Republicans
0: that— Voted for DeWine over you and, and almost would have Vance over you in your R-plus-3 district, by the
5: way. We would agree with them on everything, but at least let the man become speaker. He had uh, initially, I think, 212 votes, and then there was all this hubbub and everything. But the country's this close to proper governance, and though I don't agree with some of the Republicans here in Congress, there are many worthy ideas there. Example being agricultural labor. That,
0: that, so that was— Marcy Kaptur there on the floor of the House, actually not on the floor, by her office, with Taylor Populareras of Spectrum News DC. He is uh, for the Ohio region of that branch, I believe, of that news source. So she wants a unity caucus. She wants a unity speaker. What are your thoughts? Five seven four six seven five sixty seven forty seven. Right back after this.
3: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.
0: Hey everyone, it's GOP Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash GOP Josh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected But anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader.
3: This is the Conservative Crusader.
0: GOP Josh in the chair today on the Conservative Crusader, as always, on the Red Future Radio Network. Thank you for being here. Byron Donaldson is a representative from Florida, Florida's 19th district. This is a long interview on Fox News, but I want to play at least most of it. He is the person that flipped from Kevin McCarthy to um, Jim Jordan on that vote yesterday.
2: Congressman-elect Byron Donald joins us now. Congressman- uh, credit Fox After News and, fr- and uh, the Fox and Friends. Astoundingly- Uh, and seeing 19 short we saw you jump ship first off your mindset for doing that what did you think would happen when you decide to go with Jim Jordan
8: well, a couple things. One, you know, i had signaled to people that I would vote for Kevin on ballot one. I was possible on a ballot two. I made that vote. At that point, we were basically deadlocked, and it was pretty clear that he didn't have the votes. Uh, so my thoughts is okay, if he doesn't have the votes, what are we going to do as a conference to either find someone who can get to 218 or at a minimum adjourn what we were doing, get off the floor so the needed negotiations can happen? I think that it was actually not in a good place for the Republican conference to stay on the House floor yesterday and continuously vote. Look, a lot of people back home are trying to figure out what's going on on Capitol Hill. But what we are really having is a deliberative process about House leadership and about what is needed to get Washington back on track. For too long in the nation's capital, everybody has just gone along with the next wave of leadership. And that's not an anti-Kevin McCarthy statement. That is a statement about what a deliberative, open process means for the Constitutional Republic that is the United States of America.
2: Pete Sessions, uh, Republican voting for Kevin McCarthy, says no doubt about it. The Republicans have lost prestige, uh, uh, lost prestige, and the opponents to Kevin McCarthy have dug in. So it looks like he feels this is a lose-lose. You don't feel that way?
8: No, I think if you've... Listen, I've been here not long, as long as Pete Session has, but one thing I know about this place is every time there's something going on, we find a way to make it happen. And I firmly believe we're going to elect a speaker and find a way to make this happen. But you have members who are no's against Kevin. Now, I think that right now what needs to happen is some of those members need to have one-on-one meetings with him and hammer this stuff out. I don't know if that's happened or not, but from what I'm hearing, uh, that's probably further apart than it needs to be. So after I talk with you guys this morning, you know, I'm going to with some members trying to find ways that we can hammer out a, a resolution so we can go ahead and elect a speaker and get down to the business that the American people sent us here to do. So I understand
2: the demands, and it's hard to get the demands. It's the weirdest uh, negotiation ever. Uh, he agreed to allow uh, five lawmakers to oust him. He did not guarantee committee slots to the Freedom Caucus members as most demanded. He did not uh, uh, go ahead and agree to a legal uh, These were all very easy conspiracy. And creating a select committee just to investigate the FBI. These are all things that you guys could have hammered out behind closed doors because your objective is the same way because you want to get the same results. These seem like small things.
8: Well, look. I think what you're talking about is smaller, actually, things that are critical to the house moving forward. We know we have an issue uh, with elements of the FBI. That's not a shock to anybody. We know that. Number two, with respect to the motion to vacate, uh, the motion to vacate rule, whether it's been 100 years, 200 years, it's something that many speakers have lived lived under. Okay. Listen, I'm from the business. I'm from in. the business world. But he gave in. The biz- well, no, he actually did not give in. He tried to have a five vote a five vote measure, and there are members who want a single member motion to vacate.
0: Which- in that, at that, it's it's pretty clear what he's saying, and what he's saying is true. By the way, Bob Good, Congressman from the Fifth District of Virginia, if McCarthy had fought as hard for the American people over the last two years as he has for the speakership, we would be having a very different discussion right now. Very true. Very true. McCarthy has felt entitled this entire time, this entire process. He has felt entitled to the speakership that he has earned it, that he deserves it which you, some can argue that he might earn it, he might deserve it. But he is single-handedly not worked for the American people in the process at all. I mean, I mean, think of this. He's said since he joined Congress and since he became a leader in Congress that he deserves a speakership. It went to Paul Ryan last time. He insists it's his turn this time. Let's get a call in here. This is from uh, Ryan will be joining us. Ryan, make sure you unmute and we will take your call here on the show. Where are you calling from? Sorry. Hello, sir.
9: Hi. So um, I'm from Texas. I, I think you were asking where I'm from. Yeah, I'm from Texas. So I personally am for Kevin McCarthy to be speaker because honestly, I don't think the people that are not, like, the the Never Kevins or whatever is they're called, which I think the whole terms are stupid, but whatever. Uh, they aren't proposing anyone actually serious because, like, the people that, you know, that, that want, you know, somebody else, like Jim Jordan. Jim, like, that's the only person that they seem to be proposing. And, like, Jim Jordan doesn't even want to be speaker. So, like, I don't understand what they're play is because it just doesn't strategically make sense like why are you propping up someone who doesn't want to be speaker and is supporting kevin mccarthy like if you're going to propose someone do someone that's actually serious you know right i could go into this i
0: I can talk about this for hours but we heard matt gates it yesterday the people that want the speakership so bad the people that think they deserve the speakership so bad are the ones that don't need to have it we've seen leaders in the past that have insisted they have the speakership and just done a terrible job at it uh, Kevin McCarthy feels entitled. He feels like a little brat baby. I want to say that, a little brat baby that thinks he's entitled to the speakership, thinks he's entitled to, to this position. And I don't think that's the case. I don't think anyone is entitled to leadership in our government. Uh, as I just played that clip from Byron Donald, I don't know if you caught that on the line or not. Uh, he, won- he doesn't want the accountability from the people. He doesn't want the accountability from the caucus. He won't go to a single person vacate vote. Kevin McCarthy has not gone down to the demands. He's had months and months and months to go down to the demands of the 19 that can hold him up, and he has not done it. And I tweeted this earlier this morning. I don't know if you saw it or not. 20 members of the House GOP are open are open to anyone but Kevin McCarthy because Kevin McCarthy has not gone to the demands. Anyone but Kevin for Speaker of the House. 200 are brainwashed and tide minded into supporting only Kevin McCarthy. That's where I stand at that. I don't think we can—Kevin We Kevin deserves a speakership, and I don't think we can give it to him.
9: Well, okay, so— Did we not get like the House majority and stuff? Because of Lee Zeldin. The goal behind. Well, I mean. The the Glee Zeldin and Ron DeSantis were big factors in getting that, but to say that like Kevin McCarthy is a huge factor as to why we didn't gain as many seats as we did, I don't think is accurate because J.R. Majewski and like Joe Kent do not have McCarthy to blame for them losing. You know, I mean Majewski lost by twelve points. Like you can't. You can't fix that with no amount of money. No amount of money is going to fix that. I can you know? debate you on the on Majusti the Joe Kent point. was just a though. very flawed candidate and stuff against a longtime incumbent. You can't run those type of people against you know, and and it, and it just speaks volumes how we did lose a Trump district. Uh, we've lost quite a few Trump districts uh, this past year, and so I don't believe Kevin McCarthy is to blame for that. And I think Mike Garcia kind of said it best that the people that worked the least to get the majority are the most, like, you know, they're the most adamant about, you know, not having Kevin McCarthy as speaker. And so I I, I just find it interesting that, you know, the people that are backing some, like, you know, Jim Jordan or whoever, you know, it just, I don't know. I, I personally think Kevin McCarthy deserves this considering that, you know, we got the goal. We 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 uh, we got the house of representatives and it just bothers me that we didn't get it done on the first day because now we technically don't have a house of representatives because the speaker hasn't been sworn in yet. And, you know, it's it's we aren't the longer that this takes, the longer that the the longer this takes, the more delayed that we're going to get on hearings on Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Dr. Fauci and all the investigations that we have planned, because the speaker forms committees and forms who's going to be on those committees. And if we don't have a speaker, we can't do any of that. And it just really frustrates me that we didn't get this done on the first day because it just kind of shows the American people that I don't think we are ready to govern. I mean, we can't even agree on the most basic first day vote, you know, in Congress. What makes you think we're going to agree on anything? Because, Ryan, I appreciate your sentiment. I appreciate your sentiment.
0: I've got 30 seconds left. I want to hold you through the break. Uh, I, on the Joe Kent point, if McCarthy had not spent money in the primaries, dismaraging his character and disparaging, um, Joe Kennett's a person, he could have won that election very well after the primary, but he spent a lot of money in the primary and many primaries across the country. Hold you through the break. We're going to be right back after this on the Red Feature Radio Network uh, speaking to Ryan from Texas about the speakership elections.
3: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.
6: Hi, I'm Joseph Pausch, CEO of Hydro Communications and the American Perspective. The American Perspective is a new, trustworthy news and opinion organization with the information that you crave. You should visit americasperspective.us to read the news, our analysis, and watch our great lineup of talk shows. Again, that's americasperspective.us, and I'll see you there.
3: This is The Conservative Crusader.
0: You're listening to the conservative crusader support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash GOP Josh to keep the show on the air. Ryan from Texas is joining us now on the line telling us why he thinks we should support Kevin McCarthy for speaker. Ryan, you have the floor, sir.
9: Well, so I support Kevin McCarthy to be speaker because, I mean, ultimately he got us the House majority. I mean, we had very disappointing. um, uh, We had a very disappointing midterm result this past year uh, with us not gaining any seats in the Senate and actually losing. Um, A Senate seat and Democrats have expanded their majority in the Senate. And despite this, we did, in fact, win the House majority. And so, I mean, albeit by a narrower margin than we were, than a lot of people were expecting. But regardless, we got that done. You know, and and Kevin McCarthy was a big factor as to how why we wanted seats like Virginia two or Texas um, or like the South Texas seat or and a bunch of other uh, seats as well. And so he he was a big factor. Um, a lot of his endorsed candidates won in primaries and whatnot. Trump candidates. Uh, well, while you, you mentioned primaries, part, I want to hop didn't in really do quick as
8: well.
0: we've got another call on the line. I want to ask this question to you really quickly. Do you think those primary wins that you mentioned, do you think those actually hurt Republicans in the general because he spent money on those primaries? What do you think There, are uh, 30 seconds?
9: Well, I think some Trump endorsed candidates definitely did not did not do as well as they probably could have done. I mean, especially like Majewski, uh, he was in a Trump district and yet lost by 12. That's insane. You know, and I think that goes towards maybe candidate quality because like Captor uh, was a longtime incumbent in like the Toledo area and whatnot. I mean, Majewski. Whether or not like his um, scandal with the whole uh, stolen valor thing is credible, I'm pretty sure that did like hurt him because it most definitely did. You know, and especially it, it when bad. McCarthy and Emmer not, and but, the
0: RNCC yeah. pulled money out there, that definitely hurt him as well. Ryan, thank you for hopping on and, and calling in today. I really appreciate it. Got another caller on the line here. Let's see. Uh, the the screen name is GOP needs to get its act together. We're going to add him as a speaker here on the on the Twitch on the Twitter. Uh, space. Thank you, Ryan, again for your call today. We're going to get this person to connect in here. And he dropped off the line. So thank you. Uh, we're not going to have him on, I guess. Uh, if you're open to in, in, in the space and you want to call in, he, he's calling in here. Maybe he had some connection issues here on the space. Let's see how this is working here. Uh, definitely new technology here for me as we're hopping into this. We do hear you. The, uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from, sir?
10: I am calling from... Um Calling currently from overseas, but I'm, I'm primarily—I'm like Ryan. I'm primarily from Texas. Yes, sir.
0: And, and what are your thoughts on um, Tom McCarthy?
10: He is not my first choice. He's not even my third choice as speaker. But at the end of the day, what the midterm showed is that, and what the midterm—these midterms showed—is that we want Americans want stable leadership by and large. And while, while. I do not while well, I you know there I have my preferences this we we McCarthy is the only one who seems to be who has taken the time to whip votes and we need you need to we need to stop giving the democrats we need to stop giving the democrats more and more pr victories because frankly the time the time to go do over these squabbles was a year ago
0: I understand that completely uh, he has had the chance multiple times to negotiate with the 19 we've heard that uh, as well from members of the 19 or the 20 actually there's just certain rule changes they want in certain committees they in, in investigations they want confirmed before they can vote for him for speaker he's re- refusing to do that like a committee on the um, let's see here the committee on the fbi only why is he refusing to do that and why should republicans back someone that's not willing to investigate the fbi especially after what they did to donald trump
10: well, that, that that that's a different that's a different that's a different thing, and but that's part of setting it up. You know, the problem is, I feel like a lot of people are not. Um, the I I feel like the, I I mean for for all I know that's that's that that is a legit that is a legit uh, that is something to pursue. Don't get me wrong, but it's but it. And 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 who I actually found that that demand was OK. But the problem is, I feel like this is being used as the, the, too much of this is being used to grandstand.
0: All right. Thank you for calling in today. We're going to get to another call. Appreciate your call on the conservative crusader today. Uh, joining us now on the show. Her name is Taylor. Uh, Taylor, when you get connected, uh, how are you and where are you calling from today? Uh, getting some connection here as we are processing here. All right, go ahead and unmute your mic. Where are you calling from today?
11: Hi, my name is Taylor. I'm calling from Arizona. I am in Andy Biggs District, Arizona 5. Um, Biggs is my rep. Um, I have a kind of different perspective. I'm fine with them doing this. I don't like Andrew McCartney. Um, And I would like a more conservative House speaker. But I am worried that if they mess around too much, some of the more liberal Republicans will defect and go for some kind of even more left candidate or even, God forbid, a Democrat to get in. Um, I don't think Biggs can get the speakership. He's too controversial. But um, I'd rather have Jim Jordan. But Jim Jordan says he doesn't want to do it. So I don't know, really. I, I don't think... Either side has a very good strategy. Why didn't McCarthy know that these, he should have known, like, Nancy Pelosi, as horrible she is, she gets her people whipped into shape and knows exactly who's going to be voting for what before it happens. And he's up there looking like he's shocked or something that this is going on. It just, it does look chaotic. Um, And so I don't really have a problem with them doing it. It's only for a few days. Most people don't care. Only us political nerds are really tuned into this, I think. Um, I just hope it doesn't result in a Democrat getting the speakership, and I don't think either side has a really good strategy.
0: Yeah, we know going into this that Kevin McCarthy did not have the votes. He knew that months ago. He knew that Gates was bringing up a coalition with Bobert, with Biggs, a representative, I'm glad you're represented by such a great man, uh, with Biggs, with those kind of people, they, he knew they weren't. he wasn't going to get the votes right away. He, that, at that point, he should have gone to the negotiating table and said, what do we need to do to get your support? What do I have to promise you? What do I have to put in writing? What do I have to sign a contract with you to get your support for this? And he didn't do that. He refused to go to the negotiating table and take their demands and take what they wanted. They represent a large part of the Republican base right now, tired of the establishment, tired of the swamp, which Kevin McCarthy is a part of. So I, I'm grateful for your representative there. We know McCarthy knew before the vote that he was not going to get the votes. At this point today, if he fails one more vote at noon today, he needs to drop out of the race and move towards uh, someone like Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise for speaker because Kevin McCarthy is not going to get the votes. Thank you, Taylor, for your call. Thank you all for calling in today. We appreciate it on the program. want to get to a little bit of Ohio news really quick here. Our personal speaker bill or sp- our personal speaker vote, I'm sorry, went crazy in this uh, chamber where Republicans actually joined 22 Republicans joined with all the Democrats to put a moderate, anti-pro-Trump redistricting into an anti-pro-Republican redistricting speaker into the position who has a seat on the table for the, uh, what is it, the, the redistricting commission. Uh, there's an agreement. We don't know why they are in this agreement. Um, John Cross Representative Jeff LaRay. Alcatandra, Sarah Calarellos, and Jay Edwards are calling Republican representatives and asking them to switch their support from Marin, who won the race, fair and Square, to Representative Jason Stevens. So this is actually a reverse of what we're seeing in the main chamber of Congress in America right now in the U.S. House of Representatives. It's a reverse. We have a good right-wing um, speaker presiding over a supermajority of 67 Republicans in the Republicans and the on the sidelines are supporting Democrats to get a, a moderate across the line. It's the complete opposite of what we're trying to do in the U.S. House right now. This guy, this, this, what's his name here? I, I was so prepared to say Speaker Maron. Marin. I don't even know. Uh, Jason Stevens from Kitts Hill, Ohio. No one knows who he is. All we know is he's not very pro-Republican redistricting and pro-conservative redistricting. That's all we know at this point. Got to watch him, folks. I'm not entirely sure he's going to be a good guy in that position, as we stand here today. So, that's what we have in Ohio. Also, DeWine signed an anti distracted driving bill into law, which will do nothing because drunk driving and making it illegal doesn't stop. Drunk driving, texting and driving, making it illegal doesn't stop. Texting and driving, Um, whatever they do, doesn't actually stop anything. It just brings more money in for for DeWine and for his taxpayer dollars. Hopefully, with the ticket money they get from that, they can lower tickets or lower uh, taxes, but I really doubt that. Thank you all for being here today, listening to the Conservative Crusader radio program, broadcasting 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Red Future Radio Network, 8 p.m. for the podcast. My name is GOP Josh. Red Future Radio Network. See you all next time on Friday, and stay tuned.
3: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.